Climate change, poverty, mental health, young people and adults face a world of constant change. It's the connections we make, innovations and education that come together to help us make a difference. Welcome to the power of young people to change the world. In this program, we bring together leaders that share stories designed to inspire you to serve, learn, and change the world. Now, here's your host, Amy Muirs. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to The Power of Young People to Change the World. I'm your host, Amy Muirs, and I'm here every Thursday on Voice America Empowerment Radio, where we explore how young people are using their ideas, creativity, and passion to shape a better world, and how educators are utilizing the power of service learning to redesign education. Today, we have a great show for you. We're going to be discussing the number one killer of teens in the United States car crashes. More than a decade ago, the National Youth Leadership Council created Project Ignition. It's a program that puts youth in the driver's seat. It uses a service learning strategy that embeds teen driver safety within the classroom or after-school program so that students not only learn but lead change, which which results in lives saved. I'm so excited to welcome the Project Ignition team from Urbana High School. Urbana's PI team has been one of the top 20 project ignition programs in the country for the past three years. Today, I'm joined by students Frankie Mamble and Park Mitchell, along with their fearless advisor, the amazing Judy Weber-Jones. I want to welcome you all to the show tonight. Thank you so much for being with me. Um, I'm so glad that you're here to talk about your work and how important it is to take action even if that means having difficult discussions with your friends sometimes. Um, But before we dig into your life-saving work, um, I'd love to learn a bit more about each of you. So Frankie, let's let's start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about you outside of Project Ignition? Sure. My name is Frankie Mamble, and I'm currently a high school senior that will be graduating this upcoming Saturday. Following high school, I plan on attending the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign to pursue a a degree in biology and a potential minor in psychology. Outside of school, I'm a very active member of my community, participating in various activities such as volunteering with the Interact Club, where I assisted in a monthly food packaging and delivery program to neighborhoods that were significantly affected by the recent pandemic, as well as volunteering at Salt and Light, where I do like general cleaning and sort donation intake. Other hobbies of mine include running as part of my school's track and field team, for which I've been a member of for all four years, well, three years, if you don't count last year, taking part in my school's dance team, where I assisted in choreographing routines for school performances, and of course, Project Ignition, where I flourished as one of the leaders for over my three-year participation. In Project Ignition, we are empowered to lead campaigns that make measurable differences in schools, communities, and beyond. Uh, Frankie, you are so busy. Congratulations on graduating this weekend. That's so exciting. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, it sounds like you've had an amazing um, high school career, and um, we're counting four years of track. You know, we've got to count all four. Come on. 
Um, Park, how about you? Um, you know, Frankie's kind of involved in everything. So what kind of fun things are you involved in outside of Project Ignition? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm that busy, but I'm a, I'm a junior at Urbana High School. And I, uh, along with Project Ignition, participate in track and field and cross country. Um, I volunteer at my local food bank and uh, with the Salvation Army sometimes. Uh, favorite hobby of mine, I guess, would be uh, chess. I, I play that as often as I can. And uh, I guess something cool, I was elected into NHS recently, so that's that's fun. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Can you just, I'm sorry, Park, um, could you just say what NHS is um, just for maybe our international listeners? Oh, yes. Uh, it's National Honor Society. It's basically kind of a, a, a club or whatever for um, people who have been able to maintain good grades and doing community service. Wonderful. Thanks, Park. Uh, Judy, you have some absolutely phenomenal students that you're working with. Um, and I know that you've been doing this work a long time and have been recognized um, for your work. Um, can you share a little bit about you with our listeners? Sure. Um, again, I've been married to Rusty Jones for 26 years, coming up on June 3rd. Congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> Um, I've taught driver education and physical education at uh, Gibson City Melvin Sibley High School for 31 years. And uh, I also coached varsity volleyball, basketball, softball, and golf. I've been a project ignition advisor for 16 years. I've been involved with uh, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I've been a huddle coach for over 20 years. I've uh, over 30 years of working with SAD, which is Students Against Destructive Decisions. And then I've also um, been involved with, um, recently as far as with Urbana High School, I've been teaching there. I retired from Gibson City, Melbourne, Sibley in 2016. And then the last five years I've been at Urbana High School and we've had Project Ignition there for three and a half years now. And I volunteer for Meals on Wheels and Daily Bread Soup Kitchen. And uh, for the past seven years, I started with my sister and my first cousin, the Holy Family Catholic Radio Station, 95.7 FM here in Champaign-Urbana. And that's pretty much it. Yep, pretty much it. I think um, you set an amazing example for your students as to all of the volunteer and giving back to community. So I want to thank all of you for everything that you're doing um, for your communities. It's amazing um, and a lot of hard work and good work. Um, Judy, can you um, tell us more about Project Ignition um, both um, at Urbana and just kind of the history that you've had with Project Ignition, how the schools have gotten involved? Uh, sure. Um, with Project Ignition, when I started, um, first I started at Gibson City Melvin Sibley High School in 2005, where we won uh, Best of the Best there in Philadelphia. And that was the first year I'd ever done service learning. And I was sold on it from the very beginning uh, because uh, it was the only project that I've ever done that had made an impact in such a short period of time. Um, 
And the kids, um, a teacher once told me, she goes, you got more out of your kids in three months than I did in four years of having the kids. Um, it started at Urbana uh, when I first got there. The other driver's ed teacher, uh, Randy Blackman, was re, uh, in his last year before retirement. And he also um, was training Nathan Watson, who's the co-advisor with me. And I didn't want to whip it on Nathan Watson that first year as far as uh, starting it. So luckily, thanks to you, Amy, um, I was able to break him in at the half year point, you know, to kind of get his feet wet a little bit. I'd always been planting the seeds there with <laughs> um, because it's in my heart and my passion, uh, Project Ignition, and that's why I've done it for the last 16 years. So I just wanted to make sure that uh, it got started um, so that we could keep our teens safe at Urbana High School. So that's kind of how it started here. Well, and we should say Project Ignition, um, it's a national model that um, NYLC created um, where it's peer-to-peer um, safe driving behaviors based on a service learning model, like Judy said, so that young people are um, increasing their leadership skills while they're tackling um, the, these important issues. And it looks different in every community. Um, I think one of my favorite um, experiences was having the project ignition teams um, come together in Minnesota before COVID, obviously. And I heard um, from one of our rural project ignition teams, they were tackling truck surfing. And I had no idea what that is. And um, in their community, students were getting hurt and killed because they were riding in the back of a pickup truck surfing. And so that was the issue that they were going to address. So um, no, every community is different. And so it's exciting um, to see how young people um, take action. Frankie, when did you decide that tackling teen driver safety was something that you wanted to do? And, and what was your spark to get involved with that? Well, I joined Project Ignition during the same time as I was taking driver's ed classes with Miss Weber Jones as my driving instructor. Prior to that experience, although I wasn't of driving age, I had observed that many of my peers were susceptible to distracted driving, which took on many forms that varied from texting or talking with their parents or friends on the phone, um, drink or drinking coffee, eating, applying makeup, and scrolling through their music playlist. And I'll be in the same vehicle as those people, and I didn't feel quite safe because I realized that taking your eyes off of the road for even five seconds could cost a life as your alertness, detection, and your ability to make decisions were affected due to, due to, your all, due to all your distractions. And the bottom line was that I wanted to ensure that my classmates and friends will be safe and get to their families at the end of each day. So when Ms. Webergens proposed that I join this club and initiative that <clears throat> promoted, distract, promoted safety driving amongst teens, it was an issue that um, really sparked and a passion within me. That's amazing. And we've all seen those behaviors, right? So 
yeah, it doesn't make you feel safe when someone's holding their phone, scrolling and looking for the song they want to play. Um, Park, how about you? Um, when did you get involved? Yeah, um, I don't know if I had the same premonition as Frankie. I, I think I may have been a little more oblivious to it at the start, but I took the same driver's ed course with Weber Jones, and she uh, told me to join, and I'm not a person to really say no. And so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll join the club. And oh, over the past kind of six months that I've been a part of it, or part of it I've uh, been able to kind of learn what the message is. I, I understand it more than I ever have. And I realized the importance of, of doing it. That's wonderful. Um, that sounds like a perfect place for us to take a quick break. Um, so we're going to pause. And then when we return, we'll continue our conversation with the Project Ignition team from Urbana High School. High School. Sorry, guys. Um, so stay with us on the power of young people to change the world. Voice American Empowerment Radio. We'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real-world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. What's the difference between leaders who achieve exceptional results with ease and those who struggle to keep up? Tune in for Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. You'll discover the simple practices that are making the biggest difference to a leader's success today. You'll meet leaders who are bringing out the best in their teams. You'll gain practical strategies to lead yourself and others to high performance with ease. Leading on Purpose airs live Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just joining us, we're here today with the Project Ignition team members, Frankie and Park, along with their Project Ignition advisor, Judy Weber-Jones. We're talking about the number one killers of teens in the U.S., car crashes. So, Judy, I want to circle back to you. 
Um, this has been such a challenging year for so many programs. And I, I have to assume Project Ignition is the same way with the school year being what it has been um, for these students. What have been some of those challenges that you guys have faced and how have you overcome them? Well, we've, uh, number one, we've had to be a little more creative this year. Uh, Urbana High School has been remote learning since March 16th of 2020. So um, we had a lot of things planned in uh, April of that 2020 year. Uh, one of them being a huge traffic safety day that we had planned with distracted driving simulator, the convincer, the rollover, and uh, other activities that we had planned. So since that got canceled, we had to come up with another game plan. Uh, we worked with Bill Ecker at State Farm, and we put together a virtual teen traffic safety day that we were able to get out um, to everybody, probably even more through students, teachers, and uh, community members through email, um, Google Classroom for the kids that were in driver's ed, um, and using the social media, and then our Project Ignition uh, website, or Banna High School Project Ignition.weebly.com. Um, we also had a Parkland College Day as well um, that was planned for in that April, too. We had another one that we were able to get through before COVID hit. But it was just a lot of uh, our meetings had to be Zoom uh, for a while. It was only the last two months here that we've been able to meet in person. Um, so the, the, the leaders have really done an outstanding job um, staying together and staying with us through these difficult COVID times that we've been dealing with. But I think one of the main things we were still able to do, which is of my 16 years, the most important, I feel, uh, that made the biggest impact uh, through service learning was our um, Saved by the Safety Belt Club. Um, we had a situation with our assistant principal, uh, Julie Blixen's son, that was up late um, playing video games, so he didn't get enough sleep. Um, so we always use those stories um, so that it doesn't happen to anybody else. So we tell them that they've got to get eight to 10 hours of sleep. But what this Saved by the Safety Belt Club is, it's by NHTSA, um, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, and the Illinois Department of Transportation here uh, in Illinois. And if a police officer it comes upon a crash, if there would have been serious injury or death, they nominate them for the Saved by the Safety Belt Club and uh, we award them with a medallion and their certificate uh, because, because of their action, they saved their life by having their safety belt on. And we share that with everybody else so that that particular crash doesn't happen to anybody else so that they can learn from it. Yeah, those are powerful stories. I get goosebumps just hearing you talk about that because they're so personal. And I think that's part of the power of, of the um, Saved by the Safety Belt Club. Absolutely. Um, the emotional contact. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't think I've ever shared this story with you, Judy, but I, I remember when I was, um, I was just learning to drive and I saw a car crash and the two young girls who were in, um, who were hit, were not wearing their seatbelts. And, you know, those car crash dummy commercials, that's, I can still close my eyes and see it like it happened yesterday. So maybe if Project Ignition or the safe, you know, Save by Safety Belt Club or, you know, any of this have been around then, maybe they would still be alive today. So, exactly. um, 
yeah, the, it's it's emotional when when you witness something like that, and to know that it you know just click the belt, right? Exactly. <laughs> you can save lives. Right. Um, Park, I'm I'm wondering if you can um, th- um, share why you think your school has been participating in Project Ignition um, for the past three years. Like, what is it about the program for students? Um, that has had the school invest in its time and energy into this program? Uh, I think I think the exact same, the things that you guys were talking about. I think the Save by the Belt program has certainly been something that having kind of that emotional connection to the students, actually having something, a consequence, not us just telling you that something bad will happen, but something bad actually did happen. And I think that kind of shows the the importance of what we're doing. And I think the school recognizes this. I think they recognize that a high school, a high school is a place of a lot of new drivers every year. And having a program like this is, is almost necessary to make sure that they are prepared for whenever they're going out into the world and, and driving all over. Absolutely. And, um, you know, when I think about um, the impact that, um, that Project Ignition has, I always think about the power of um, young people speaking to young people. And so, Frankie, I'm wondering why, um, um, if you can share how these experiences um, like Project Ignition are so important for high school students. Yeah, um, experiences like Project Ignition are perfect opportunities for high schoolers to develop uh, many skills. Not only will they be making a direct impact in their respective communities, they will be developing qualities that could be translated into different environments. By being a leader in an initiative like Project Ignition, you display the ability to work well with others inspire people of your age group, and even some adults, cooperate with different types of people, even if you do not agree with their ideas or their opinions. And I feel like it demonstrates a commitment to improving the world around you. And um, these, these roles like being a leader in Project Ignition prepare you for the real world, and they force you to solve problems effectively not only in your community, but also looking at making an impact within people who are the same age as you. And I think um, just being engaging in these experiences is so important for every high schooler. And I personally encourage any um, high schooler listening to this podcast to really even if, even if there are no clubs like Project Ignition, you can start one at your high school and be a leader and be the person who makes that change in your community. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll make you the ambassador, Frankie. Um, I'm wondering, um, Frankie, if you can, um, those, are, those are amazing reasons why high schoolers should get involved. What, um, what kind of impact did the program have on you? Um, just um, personally? During my time in the program, I really learned how to embrace change because I remember 
last year when the pandemic first hit, it, I realized that change was constant and it created uncertainty. And just not knowing what the next, next steps were was really, um, I really felt anxious during those moments. And okay. being in that situation, I had to learn how to find the positive aspects and adversity and learn that adversity is not meant to backtrack me. It's more of a learning opportunity. And being in Project Ignition, I've also learned that it's okay to ask for help. <laughs> and I believe that a mistake that many people make is when they're trusted with this higher responsibility of being a leader in a, of a group, they, they, the last thing you, they like to do is admitting that they have no idea where to start. And I just want to reassure that everyone has been there before and being humble enough to ask for help only demonstrate your proactivity and uh, your, willingness, your willingness to learn. It also shows you respect the individual's expertise and judgment. Like Miss Weber Jones is a woman I respect, and I've learned a lot from her from my time as a driver and as a leader of Project Ignition. I've also learned to not be afraid to speak my mind in front of large crowds, as I tend to be a more quiet and reserved person. And leaders in small in these small settings make the best leaders like even beyond high school because they've developed so many skills during their time in um, clubs like Project Ignition as I, as I um, developed during my time here. That's awesome. I love that idea of um, not asking for help. We should all learn to be able to ask for help. Park, how about you? What did you learn about yourself throughout this experience? Well, yeah, especially in the time of the pandemic, I, I've learned how to be more flexible, uh, uh, especially when we were, whenever we were communicating online, uh, I learned how to be a little more organized on figuring out how to get everything together. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I learned what, oh, I'm sorry, but no, I, I learned, uh, yeah, I learned some, uh, some leadership values and how basically organization and, and flexibility have been the two main things that I've been able to learn. That's awesome. Thanks, Park. Um, before we go to break, Judy, I'm wondering if you can share with our listeners kind of a little bit more about how um, service learning really supports the program. Well, I just want to personally thank uh, NYLC and NHTSA for, you know, the funding, uh, the leadership training, um, and just their support and uh, partnerships that they've uh, connected us with because without them, we wouldn't have Project Ignition and we wouldn't have this awesome service learning uh, project. Um, service learning, it's just, um, again, besides the emotional ties, um, there's you know, they learn to, the students learn to investigate what the traffic safety problems are in their area and how to best attack that as far as they know the student body better than anybody else on how to get that message across to everybody and decide what action that they're going to take. And then they just uh, reflect on how well we and effective that project was, um, 
you know, through the demonstrations and then we evaluate the project um, after we're done. And in a, in a, in a, year without a pandemic, we demonstrate at the National Service Learning Conference, which I missed so much this year, having everyone come together to celebrate in person. Thank you for sharing that. Um, We're going to just take another quick break. And then when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with the Urbana PI team. And we're going to dig a bit deeper into how this program um, is working on the ground. So stay with us on the power of young people to change the world. We'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real-world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Thanks again for being here today. Um, I'm I'm with the um, Urbana High School um, Project Ignition team. We have Frankie, Park, and Judy, thanks again for being with us here today, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, Park, um, I'm really curious. So part of um, service learning is engaging the community. How was the community engaged, um, especially during COVID, um, in the Project Ignition program? Yeah, um, I'll I'll touch a little bit pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, we were able to to create some go to a a parkland open house and we were also able to have a variety of guest speakers come in but during this year as we weren't allowed to have people uh be together we were forced to 
go on a more online approach. And so we were sending out videos, we were sending out different uh Pan, or different like pamphlets. We were sending out different messages. Um, we also created a water bottle and and t-shirt or and bag, kind of a little bag to hand out at different events. Um, and we've just tried to continuously do that throughout the year. Um, and then we've with those we also created some quizzes at times to make sure that they were staying uh, that people were paying attention to them. Um, and so that, that's kind of been the main, the main focus is staying online. Yeah, it's, I think we've all um, learned to navigate in a virtual space and create community in a new way. So thanks for sharing that. Um, Frankie, I'm wondering um, if you can touch on some of the changes that you've seen in your community, whether that's um, with your friends in the school or in the community at large because of Project Ignition. Yes, um, Project Ignition has collected stats from surveys sent out to the school student body, and it has proven the result, the success of our program by showcasing an increase in CEPA usage. And beyond our school, Project Ignition is, has engaged many teams across the country to create change. Our message has reached many schools in other states with the help of Benan Garada, another project ignition leader who connected us with them. We have shared the story of various victims of crashes and shown pictures to a student body and have encouraged them to remain safe and present whenever they're driving. In my personal life, I try my best to echo the same messages to my friends who are drivers and they seem to be driving safely whenever I'm present, and I'm hoping that they implement the same practices whenever I'm not in the car with them. That's what we have to hope, right? Is that the, it's not just because you're there, but because they, they can hear your voice, whether you're there or not, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Park, I'm wondering, is, is, was there anything that really surprised you um, about your experience, something that's kind of stuck with you? Um, I don't know if there's anything specific. I didn't have a lot of expectations coming in to Project Ignition, so I'd say a, a lot of it was, was kind of a surprise. Um, I guess something that I, that I didn't truly realize until I, until I got a part of it was the true scope of it. I, I didn't think I, I didn't realize how how big it was. Um, we're going to a national conference uh, later this summer, and with a coming together of a multiple PI programs, and I, I just didn't realize how how widespread this was. Do you want to share what conference you're going to be attending? It's the NSSP conference. I'm pretty sure. I don't. I don't remember the specific acronym. I'm pretty <laughs> sure Mr. Weber Jones can tell you. Oh, absolutely. So to that end, Judy, what does success look like for your students? Yeah, I was going to say, you're taking a little bit of my spiel there. I'm uh, sorry. No, that's okay. The, uh, well, just like Frankie said, as far as the, seeing the increase in the seatbelt usage, um, seeing, just having uh, kids and adults come up to you and say, you know, they were saved by the seatbelt, that keeps refueling our students to want to do more. Um, 
and them coming up and saying, if they have a dangerous intersection, let me know about it. And we try to do something to, you know, whether it's a branch block in the stop sign or whatever it might be. But uh, this year, even during this COVID times, um, we saw success from um, the kids who worked really hard. I, I'm just so proud of uh, Frankie and Park. Um, and I'll talk about their awards later. But the awards that we were talking about, the 2021 Illinois Student Safety uh, Project, we were the school of the year uh, this year. Even during these COVID times, we were able to get the message out um, virtually, which is just kind of amazing during these remote learning times. And then uh, Park and Frankie, both uh, uh, Frankie was the most outstanding senior ISSP uh, student in the state of Illinois. And Park was the junior leadership uh, for ISSP 2021 in the state of Illinois, which uh, I just can't say enough about their leadership and uh, getting the message across on teen traffic safety and trying to eliminate this number one killer of teens, uh, motor vehicle crashes. So they're awarded by that, by being able to go to the national conference, which is the, uh, the ATSIA conference. Um, they're gonna be going to the American Driver and Traffic Safety Education Association. And, um, and Park did get the letters right as far as the NSSP um, that we're going to be participating in as the National Student Safety Program. Um, and we will be presenting there uh, to the driver's ed teachers and the other students that will also be there and will be competing there at the national level as well. Taking our so we should be doing, we're doing a giant like cheer section for, for Frankie <laughs> and Park. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, excellent job. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Very well deserved. That really shares like, you know, you guys, you guys have taken on true leadership. When Judy says it, and it's like, you guys are leaders, you guys are leading this. So Park, what advice do you have for other young people who are thinking about tackling a huge issue like teen driver safety? Um, I, I would say, see, see if you have a, a program here. And it's really, it sounds uh, I mean, it, that that question sounds daunting, but it really, you can kind of just slow your way in, you can build up and it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I like the awards are fun, but I, I think the feeling that you get when you know that you're, you're helping other people, you're helping your peers. The fact that if you kind of put it in the perspective of you're potentially saving a friend of yours life, you, you're teaching them how to avoid really kind of stupid mistakes and make sure that they aren't, they aren't doing silly things like not using their seatbelt could, could really help them. And I think that could be something that, or that's something that can make you feel great. And it's, it's amazing. It's so well said. And yeah, it's not about the awards. It's about saving lives. And we all need to be looking out for each other. Frankie, I want to ask you the same question. Um, what advice do you have for other young people who want to tackle a huge issue like um, safe driving? Yeah, I will encourage you to find your why. The first step in your journey may involve some soul searching. And your why doesn't have to be a specific goal, but rather uh, um, the core driving force for why you may be taking action. 
against that huge issue. Take advice from people who have been dealing with the issue you aim to tackle. And remember that no matter how small of an impact you think you may be making, might be making, a small step in the right direction ends up being the biggest step in solving the problem. Um, additionally, becoming a leader will not help open doors, open doors in your future, but it will help you in the present as well, showing what you can or want to be. Remember that you can't preach a message without showing that you mean what you say by actively doing it yourself. I, uh, for example, I can ensure everyone that I incorporate the same driving practices that I preach about into my day-to-day -day life. And as they say, actions speak louder than words. That is so well said. I love, um, yeah, that is beautiful advice. Thank you, Frankie. So Judy, you don't like to toot your own horn, but I'm going to ask you to do it anyway. Can, can you share um, a little bit more about your history with um, teen driver safety? Oh, boy. Um, um, let me see. Uh, I would say first, um, well, when we won uh, out in Philadelphia in uh, 2005, 2006 school year, um, won best of the best, uh, which was an incredible feeling. Um, then we were able to present at the U.S. Department of Transportation on rural traffic safety. Mm -hmm. And um, we've won a couple operation teen safe driving uh, first place finishes. Um, we've been recognized by the Secretary of State, a couple awards there and uh, resolutions there. And, um, and with that comes other accolades that the Illinois High School and College Driver Education Association. I was the uh, uh, Teacher of the Year Award uh, in, in the Hall of Fame in 2007. And uh, uh, also the ATSIA Excellence Award, which is the top award that you can get at the National ATSIA Conference. So, but yeah, I don't like doing that. And it's I like, know you don't like doing that. Like Park but. said, Park said it's not about the awards; it's about saving lives. And having Park and Frankie have the same passion for safety is what it's all about, and getting that message across to other people. So, it's not about the awards, but it's also it's about how you lead. And, um, and you lead by example so beautifully with your students and that shines through. So they get that from you. But it's also worth noting that you are one of the foremost experts on this topic in the country. So um, it's just amazing to have you guys here to share the work that you're doing, the successes that you've had, um, especially over this last year. Um, and to know that people's lives are saved because of the work that you're doing. So thank you guys for everything that, um, that you're doing through um, Project Ignition and all your other um, safe driving initiatives. So we're going to take one last break. And then when we come back, we'll hear some final reflections from Frankie and Judy and Park. So stay with us on the power of young people to change the world. And remember, you can follow the show on social media at nylcorg or find us at nylc.org. 
We'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real-world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. Do you feel that you want more from your life but keep finding yourself in the same spot? It is time to break free from self-defeating patterns and limiting beliefs. Find out more by tuning into Let's Talk About It with nationally recognized psychotherapist, Dr. Janie Lacey. Learn to create healthy lifestyle choices so that you can be the best you. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the final segment of The Power of Young People to Change the World. So in our last few minutes together, I would love to get some final reflections from each of you. So I'm hoping that you can share with our listeners um, an insight from your work in Project Ignition. So if you, if you want them to remember something about what they've listened to today, um, what do you want them to walk away with? Um, Frankie, let's start with you. Um, I will say that, as I said in the previous segment, no matter how small you think of an impact you might be making, I mean, the thing is just try, just attempt your best, put yourself in those situations where you know that you can be making, no matter how small of an impact you might be making, you're changing someone's life. And just to put a little plug on our website, on, on my own club, you can check out, you can check us out at our banner high school project ignition weekly.com to view our work in detail and find out about the amazing things we've done and have planned for the future. Awesome. Great plug, Frankie. Park, how about you? Um, what would you like people to walk away with remembering about the show? Uh, I think all I can do is, is kind of reiterate what Frankie has said, um, that you, it might seem like you can't make much of a difference. It might seem like it's like, oh, whatever. Dry, or driving accidents are such a big issue. Like, what, what can I do? But 
you can do something. You, it may not be big. You may not even see it, it like straight in your hand or like straight in your face, but you can make a change. You can influence maybe even just one person that they put on their seatbelt and maybe one day they get an accident, but that seatbelt saved their lives. There are so many little things that you can do that can cause an impact that you will have no idea that you can cause. Yeah, it's that that ripple effect. I love that. Thank you, Park. So, um, Judy, again, you've been a leader in safe driving for for a few years now. <laughs> what advice do you have for educators who want to start a safe driving program with their students? Well, the first thing I would say is, you notice how involved that Park and Frankie were, and you notice the activities that I was in as well. Um, a lot of people think they don't have time. You do. Uh, if, if you have a passion to do something, you'll find and organize your time to work it in. Um, and, and we do. Um, you know, sometimes you'll have them do more work when they're out of their sports seasons. Um, and you just uh, work around the times that work best for them. So I just encourage, again, it's the best. And I'm not just saying this to be saying it. Project Ignition Service Learning is the best project. It took me 20 years into my teaching career before I finally found the million-dollar answer, but it is the answer where it has the biggest impact of having actual teen driving behavior change, um, and that's what we want is that permanent change to keep everybody safe, and I think if you're an excellent educator, that's what you want is to keep your um, all your students safe and all your teachers and everybody in your community safe. And um, so you have to do project ignition service learning if that's, if that's your goal. Uh, and you want to keep everybody safe. You, I feel that you have to do it. <laughs> uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think when I think about project ignition and um, Jim Kilsmeyer, the founder of NYLC, worked with the State Farm Foundation um, to create this program. And um, the last few years, we've partnered with the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration um, to keep Project Ignition live and going. I think really, for me, one of the really unique things about service learning and Project Ignition embodies this as well because it's a service learning model is that youth adult partnership. And um, you can see that shining through with the three of you um, as we're talking here today. Um, and it's not always an easy um, model for, for, for adults to turn some of the leadership over to our young people. And so Judy, I'm wondering, um, do you have any advice for how you've, how you've empowered these young people the way that you have? Well, uh, uh, I think it's from, if you show a passion for it and let them know how important that it is, um, then they realize, well, if that means so much to her, then I think I need to check this out and find out about it. But I think just like you said, as far as sustaining the program, like I've been able to the past 16 years, the partnerships, you know, you know, there's different, you have uh, AAA, um, they're distracted driving simulators, they're uh, cell slip bags that uh, you put your phones in so it doesn't ring or ding that we've used with our 
kids when the driver's ed students that uh, graduate. Um, you have to get like your Rotaries, your Iwanis, uh, all your local community members kind of jumping on board. And they're more than happy to help you out because it's keeping their, their own um, son or daughter safe. So they're more than willing to help you out and keep it going. But the, the partnerships is a key in keeping everything uh, going and sustaining it for as many years. Yep, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, there's so many great community partners um, in all of the project ignition sites across the country, um, from local law enforcement and um, hospitals and paramedics and fire um, fire stations to um, politicians and other community leaders and community organizations that you mentioned. So it truly is a community effort because we all want um, the same end result, which is in live saves. Um, Frankie, Park, Judy, I just want to thank you for joining me today, for sharing your stories and your passion for this work. Um, You are truly saving lives and I know it's not about the recognition, but I have to say you all deserve um, the awards that you're receiving. And I'm so excited that you get to share your passion with um, a large national audience um, because it's so powerful. Your messages are powerful. Um, If you want to learn more about Project Ignition, you can visit the NYLC website at nylc.org and check out our programs. Um, You can download the Project Ignition Toolkit and get started in your own school today. Um, If you want more information about today's show or have questions for our guests, um, you can email them to me at info, I-N-F-O, at nylc.org. Again, I want to thank our listeners for being here with us today. If you missed the start of today's show or you want to access prior shows, um, visit our homepage. Um, excuse me. Visit our homepage on the Voice America Empowerment Radio, or you can download the podcast from iTunes, iHeartRadio, the Spotify, Google Play, any of those fun places. Um, I'm very excited. So next Thursday, we're going to have a great discussion with the 2021 Youth Leadership for Service Learning Excellent Award winners. It's the students from MIND. So it's mental illness needs to be destigmatized. Um, and joining them will be their teacher, Colleen Didonado from Trenton, New Jersey's Foundation Academy Collegiate. So join me at 6 o'clock Eastern to hear their inspiring stories. And remember, if you are an innovative young person who is changing the world or an adult who's passionate about engaging young people as change makers, contact me via email at info, again, I-N-F-O, at nylc.org. And we just might invite you to join us here on the show. So mark your calendars, Thursday, 6 o'clock Eastern. And until next week, join us as we serve, learn, change the world. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Power of Young People to Change the World. Your host, Amy Muirs, will return for another program next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll serve, learn, change the world. 